This podcast was funded in part by the UK Arts Council. Hi, Jeffrey. Hi, Emma. Hello, mate. Welcome to In House, the podcast about creativity and confinement. My name's Will Hood, and today we are talking with 25 year old Jeffrey Hunter. Now, Jeffrey served a sentence of three years and four months, mainly at HMP Rochester. Passionate about the music industry, he's now running a talent agency called Colossal, which you can find via all the usual social media channels. Why don't we start by you telling me a little bit about your backstory? Um, How did you come across in-house? What difference did they make to your life? Where were you? Uh, What were you doing? Yeah, so um, I came across in-house when I was at Rochester um, towards the beginning of my sentence and I heard that they were doing like guitar lessons and teaching people and like mentor people in the direction that they wanted to go um, in relation to music. Did you literally hear them as in hear them in the room next door or did somebody tell you about them? Um, so initially I had heard them because they were um, in like a church space so it was like the vibrations were quite loud and there was in um, a huge space and I was obviously wondering what that was and then someone on my wing called Aaron um, said that he was going to it um, and then he was able to get me onto it and then they put my name forward and then eventually I was able to go to the weekly classes. How long was your was your sentence, Jeffrey, if you don't mind me asking? Um, so my full sentence was three years, four months. So I served just under half of that. Okay, and at what point did this uh, meeting of in-house happen? Um, so that must have happened around four months in. Okay, so fairly near the beginning. Yeah, fairly near the beginning. In terms of when you come into a new, like a new jail, um, it's like overwhelming. You don't know anyone there. Um, Obviously, you're there to like, obviously do your time and try and get through it um, as best as possible. Um, And then in addition to that, you're having to like be banged up a lot of the time because obviously you're new there and you don't have anything allocated to you. You have to work in this like workshop where you're like putting like plastic uh, toilet drains together um, and you're having to do that for like six hours a day, which is just long. So that was the start of the process when you're at Rochester and it took a while to be able to get out there and do all the classes because you just have to try really hard to actually get to the position that you want. So you had been involved with music uh, before that experience. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, So I I had studied at the University of Sussex um, and then I moved to BIM uh, when I was away. Um, So I was studying a music technology degree um, and then when I eventually got to Ford, I started studying at BIM. So, so for anybody listening that isn't aware of BIM, BIM is the Brighton Institute of Modern Music. Is that what it stands for? Yeah, or yeah, British Institute of Modern Music. But it gives you 
all the fundamentals that you need to be able to come out and actually pursue whichever part of the music industry it is you want. Um, they actually give you like really good skills for it. So you, you have this background uh, of, of studying in the music industry, how the music industry yeah. works. You end up um, having to take some time out because of the sentence that you served. And then, so explain to me the ways in which in-house, I suppose, kept that vision alive for you and how you've continued to be involved with them on the outside, right? Yeah. So it it was able um, to show me different routes to take um, actually within the music industry. And since then, I've set up my own talent agency in managing artists, um, especially like up and coming artists, to give them like a platform to and direction to get into the music industry, as it can be really tough. Right. I mean that that sounds amazing. So so let's have a plug for that. What's the name of the talent agency? So it's called Colossal uh, Talent Agency. Um, and yeah, we specialize in helping up and coming artists break into the music industry and just like giving, helping them with their branding and direction. So, so they basically like look good to um, the key people within the industry so that they have that chance. The tune that we're listening to right now, you've sent me is by Coco puffs and yeah it's yeah. it's falling for love right so how does yeah. that relate to what you're telling me about and what you're up to so um coco puffs are a group of um, producers from sweden um who i recently started managing they sent me some music through a platform called submit hub where you can send music to various labels and agencies and blogs be able to look at um people have to respond within 48 hours so you always get someone looking at your music whether it's an independent label or a bigger independent label or like a blog or review site or newspaper um it's a platform that people will definitely take a look at your music and then in relation to the coco puff song through that um i had discovered them and heard their sound and realized it was something that I would like to work with so I signed them up um, as artists that I'm going to manage and then after they showed me this song um, we decided it would be um, good to like self-release it so that it doesn't have to be put through a major label so I decided to release it on my independent label Um, and through that we've also partnered up with a company called Listen Up um, and now they are heading up the PR um, playlisting and radio strategies um, which should all kick off by the end of this week What difference did a creative outlet mean to you? Um, you know, 
whilst you're in prison, but also, you know, but for your for your mental health, I guess. What what difference did it make? So like it was giving me tasks to be able to like focus on stuff and learn new skills. Um, whereas before I wouldn't be able to learn something new. I, I would just be like doing the same thing in and out. It's like just draining on your mind and then you're, you're going back to your room. Whereas I can't just like always do one thing at a time because um, I get bored, I guess, quite easily. So it's good to have like multiple things to focus on. So then having the ability to do music, which is something which I was doing before I came in um, and it just gave me variation and the ability to learn new stuff, which was great. And also meet new people. I mean, how, yeah. how important do you think a project like Ian House is to guys in prison? And, and no matter what sentence you're going through, right? I mean, it's not an easy place to be. Yeah, like, it's, I guess it's, it's able to give you that motivation, um, that sort of, like, community sense. So, like, you have people at in-house that are in the, all in the same position as you, but everyone has, like, the motivation and the hope to actually progress with their lives and, like, not get trapped into the same cycle. Because I feel like sometimes, I don't know, like officers or sometimes the system tries to make it hard to give like therapeutic help or motivational help to actually help change and make sure that people don't go back down the same route for the reasons why they got in there. And I feel like in-house actually helps you with that. Yeah, everyone in there has had a similar experience. So they're all like motivating and wanting you to obviously do your best and no one really wants to uh, go back once you've been there so everyone's just as supportive as one another i mean why is that do you think that um a lot of guys are on this revolving door in and out of prison i mean i think it's just like the surroundings and the people that you surround yourself with say people that have like no home or families um it's really hard to get help like you would think uh when you come out they'll give you like somewhere to stay um and somewhere and, and that you can, like, them being the government so or social yeah, the services government, or, yeah yeah but for when you come out to give you some like rehabilitation and uh, people to actually speak to and um give you like routes to take and options that are feasible for you to actually get out and live a better life um, but from being inside and meeting people and seeing people that didn't have a place to go and trying to fight their way to get a place like some people had to stay longer because they had no like fixed abode and it was like extremely difficult so then they end up maybe staying with like a friend but who's involved in the wrong stuff and stuff and then they just have to go back to the same same shit basically and then also people not being able to get a job right away so then people just turn to crime and it's hard if you don't have that family or someone who's there to like support you then it's hard to go down the right track because 
obviously the life of crime is just the easiest way to go. One of the conversations around, again, around in-house that comes up a lot, and this is, I guess, more about the prison system, yeah. is whether prison is uh, or, or should be about punishment or rehabilitation. And so I wonder what you think about that. Uh, yeah, I was actually having this discussion with my friend yesterday. Um, and I feel that it should be about like rehabilitation rehabilitation there are so many reasons behind why people are doing different things and it's not all like fully straightforward so it's due to like the upbringing and obviously the way things have sort of been instilled into people um and they haven't all had the same opportunities that everyone has some people have but have been steered down the wrong path due to certain things like for example if people aren't good in school and they don't understand things too much um, and they haven't got the help that they needed to actually do well in school so they've just dropped out and then turned to crime or they've been told that school's the only way to do stuff otherwise you're, you're not going to become like successful sort of thing so if people haven't been able to go down the conventional route and they haven't been told that there's another decent route to actually take then they just turn to something else so i wonder in respect of what we've just been talking about whether you have any thoughts um for people that are in there right now, I guess looking at all different lengths of sentences, uh, but also going through this extra layer of lockdown, which the COVID-19 pandemic has brought about, right? Um, and as I understand yeah. it, people are spending a lot more time in their cells. A lot of the visiting extra activities have been cut. So, I mean, any, any thoughts about how you how you managed to get through that psychologically uh, so with me it was just I guess thinking of the progression that I was making like and the changes that I was making within myself whilst inside because obviously inside you have a ton of time on your hands so then just thinking about the hard work and the progress that you're making I guess gives you the hope for when that release date comes and you're like, right, you've done all of this and achieved so many things. Then when you come out, you're just, you're free um, to pursue whatever it is that you want to. What are your hopes for the future, um, personally, but also professionally? Um... So professionally, actually, I started um, a digital marketing thing because obviously now events and stuff have gone to a halt. Um, I started doing digital marketing. Um, so personally, I want to try and build and scale this like digital marketing agency in addition to everything else because I think digital marketing like works hand in hand with all the other projects I've been working on. So the ideal outcome would be by the end of 2020 to have like a big client list that I'm working with um, for 
the artists that I'm managing to have a bigger platform to push their music out to and then really just be like deep in the music industry. All right, mate. Well, look, thank you very much for your time. And hopefully at some uh, post-COVID type scenario, we can meet in person at some in-house event. Yeah, sweet. That sounds good. All right, Jeffrey. Take care. You too. All right, bye. Bye. To find out more about the world's only prison-run record label, go to inhouserecords.org. That's all one word, inhouserecords.org. And if you'd like to hear more of these interviews, please hit subscribe if you can on whatever platform you use for podcasts. The In-House Podcast is an APA production for In-House Records.